Got time for a quick story? Jim Peterick has written a lot of songs you know. He was in Survivor. He had a hand in writing Eye of the Tiger and Burning Heart. They got two of the Rocky movies covered right there. The Search is Over and More Songs. Is This Love? I Can't Hold Back. He wrote 438 Special. He wrote Hold On Loosely and Caught Up in You and Rockin' Into the Night. He's the guy you hear on the Odds of March's vehicle. He's been around a long time. He's played a lot of instruments. He's multi-talented, great singer, and he has a new song out called Empty Arena. It's about the coronavirus slash COVID-19 pandemic we're dealing with right now and how a lot of concerts have been postponed or canceled. Music venues have been shut down. And... Getting through this tough time. Well, Jim Peterick came out with that song. It's a great, great song. You've got to listen to it. It's a great piece of songwriting. You probably would imagine from somebody who wrote all those songs I just mentioned. Well, got the chance to talk to Jim Peterick, my co-worker, radio co-worker, Scorch, whom I did that interview with for Anita Pointer earlier, set up this interview with Jim Peterick. And so here's my interview with Jim Peterick about Empty Arena. The most important question, and this is the question of anybody right now, so for you as well, how are you doing? You know, Luke, Luke I'm well. My, my wife is great. My, my uh, son and his grandchildren uh, are great, and his wife, we're blessed. We're counting every blessing we have. Believe me, we're pulling close together as a family. And um, the silver lining is, you know, we're um, probably closer as a family than we have been. <laughs> this forced isolation isn't bad for some reasons. It, 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 I've noticed that even with my wife as well. It's kind of the same thing. Like you, you hear, oh, is this going to work well or is it not? Everyone's going to be at home. And so far, actually, so good. So it, it, there is there seems to be more of a community I'm noticing even online as well. There is, Luke. And, and, and the thing about live music, it, it's such a such a tonic for the troops and when it's taken away uh it's really devastating not only to the bands that can't make money now but to the audiences who are used to mingling and when this all is over and it will be over uh and everybody starts filling those theaters filling the clubs and arenas for sports events for music we are going to be so celebratory we'll never appreciate it more than we do when it comes back that song addresses this, and it kind of has the entire arc of this event from where we're at right now. And be, it's, it's a song that is specific and yet at the same time can probably be generalized as well. So in your songwriting, what was the first time, because this obviously just came about within the past two, three weeks, and when this all suddenly accelerated so quickly, what was the point where you went, hmm, I want to write a song about this, or when did the inspiration hit you? Describe the songwriting process. Yeah, great, great uh, question, Luke. Uh, and here's the answer. I was watching TV, you know, and I see the Black Crows come on, one of my favorite groups from, uh, from the past, playing a, a phenomenal concert to an empty theater. And I'm going, how cool are they that they're going to find a way to reunite for an empty theater because this is what they do and they're going to find any means possible to get it to their fan base and the people that love them that's what really knocked me out 
I, I went to my piano and I started plinking around and I wrote the first two lines. What if the team scored a touchdown and nobody cheered? What if the band played their big encore with no one to hear? And uh, I started kind of getting in an Elton John mood. He's such an amazing song, uh, music songwriter. And uh, then I came up with, this is the sound of one hand clapping in this empty arena. The song starts very desolate and very sad, but like you said, there is an arc, and that's a wonderful term uh, that you use, Luke, because by the end of the chorus, the last chorus is, this is the sound, uh, this is the sound of music and laughter. Bring back the sound of music and laughter to this empty arena, the cheers and the screams of a million hands clapping, you know, to the healers and believers. Come on, let's get back. It's a song of hope, and that's what I'm trying to do. We're trying to raise money for Music Cares, a wonderful nonprofit organization that the Grammy Foundation has. I did a streaming show last Wednesday for 63,000 people, and we raised almost $5,000 for Music Cares taking pledges. Um, so we're trying to make a, a small dent and trying to bring spirits up a little bit. This is the classic Googleable question, but I'm going to ask you specifically because you can directly address it. You brought up Music Cares and how this song is helping to support that. And yeah, I know anyone can look up and see, well, what does Music Cares do? And, and those of us in, in music know, are, are familiar with them and everything that they do involving the Grammys. But specifically, if someone hears this and goes, okay, Music Cares, yeah, I've heard about them. So what exactly does that do to help artists, especially now, with reduced amounts of live performances that they can do? Well, uh, certainly they have a list of uh, you know people that have registered into the, the Nearest Foundation and the bands that need the, the support. You know, if you're making over a certain amount, I'm sure you wouldn't be a candidate. They don't want to pad pockets of uh, you know the rich people. <laughs> but if you're like uh, Anthony Gomes uh, from St. Louis, who I produce, and he had you know 40 shows scrubbed, that's where the that's where the proceeds go. Portions of that. Um, not quite sure the mechanism, but I just know it's a very great organization that that finds the money to the right homes. How long did it take you to write this song? Boy, it was it was pretty quick, Luke. It was probably about I would say six hours of just head down to the piano, recording every bit, and then the next day isolating it, improving it. And then the third day we recorded it at my son's studio, the Jam Lab. That's where we did the streaming thing. Called a couple of my, my best musicians and favorite musicians and uh, recorded in, in a couple of takes. Uh, so it's out there. It's, it's now available on iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, you know, all the places the kids get the music. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, speaking of age, you know, when they're saying, well, the elderly are especially at risk, and I'm going, well, I don't have to worry. Then I go, wait a minute, I'm 69. I guess that's elderly. <laughs> but that, that's a really good song, too. That's the, the other thing that struck me about that was the songwriting quality on it. And, and you, there are a lot of people that are writing music in the wake of, of this right now, and stuff is just coming right to them. And, of course, the really good songwriters, their their inherent talent is there. Well, obviously, with your background, and, I mean, I could go through the whole list, but, again, it would look it up, look Jim Peterick, and you'll see what you've written, and you know, obviously. So this, I was thinking, man, this, between the arrangement and the instrumentation, the production, I mean, this sounds like the sort of thing that, if it comes out in 1985, it's probably going right up to the top ten on the charts, I, I mean, is 
Is there a certain technique you look for when you write a song in terms of okay, I want this, I want the verse, chorus here, I want to, I want to have a, a, a bridge in this part. Does that come just bam naturally to you that in the course of six hours, even that happens, and it's not just going to be a drone? It a full fledged song still comes out after all this time, or is it unique in each situation? Wow, and all great questions. And you know, my overall answer is: the better the inspiration, the better the song. When Stallone gave me a call and says, you got three days to write the anthem of all time, and me and Frankie got together and wrote I Had the Tiger, that was good inspiration. Uh, and unfortunately, sometimes great things come out of tragedies, such as COVID-19. And uh, I had this melody in my head. You know, when I wrote the lyric first uh, in the section, this is the sound of one hand clapping. Then I heard, this is the sound of one hand clapping. In this empty arena, boom, that's all I needed. And I just went on from there. So I had a snippet of a melody, snippet of a lyric, and then you just kind of stir it up in a pot, and you get lucky. Mm-hmm. What can other musicians do to help? And we've and knowing that we've seen, like I mentioned, Facebook Live performances and other uploads, I mean, all these living room performances, or the iHeart special that Elton John hosted the other day, uh, but all of that going on right now, wh- what do you see is something any musician can do if they can't get out live? They're thinking, maybe do I want to do something on, on some streaming site like a Facebook or a YouTube? What, are, what, what would be the best ways for a musician to, to help in a, in a tangible or in an intangible way? Well, you know, I, I really do think the things that the more famous musicians are doing, so can you. So can a, a smaller band. Uh, it's really all about the song, and a lot of people are covering songs that uh, that are meaningful to them. The parody songs don't really do it for me. You know, I mean, it's it's another genre, it's another niche, but but I like the original songs uh, or the arrangements of like you know Heart of Gold. There's an amazing arrangement out uh, of that song. Uh, there's some Steely Dan covers. My son has a band called Brooklyn Charmers. They're a uh, Steely Dan tribute band. They, they're putting out their music for everybody to hear. Put your music out there. Put it on YouTube. Start getting listeners. Start getting your following. Keep doing what you're doing. Write a new song. Um, do what you can do now. And it doesn't have to be professional. You can just do it on an iPhone, for God's sakes. You know, that's how great technology is today. In addition to all of this, of course, there's that... Dennis DeYoung project that's going to be coming up soon, 26 East Volume 1. Now, of course, that's been postponed because of the pandemic, but it's coming to come. It would correct me if I'm wrong. May 22nd. Did I see that right? You said it right on. Uh, I just talked to Dennis uh, yesterday, and, and it is the 22nd. They do have the, uh, we do have the, I say we because I was, uh, you know, co wrote uh, six of the songs from the album and played a lot of guitar and bass. Uh, my dear friend, he lives two blocks away from me. I, w- I would literally t- carry my guitar over to his house, and we would write, you know, Proof of Heaven or any of the new songs on the album. Uh, he did something on, on WGN Morning uh, News yesterday, which was terrific. He streamed him singing the, the Julian Lennon duet mm. uh, without Julian, but uh, Julian's voice was in there, so it was kind of a virtual duet, which I think is pretty amazing of that he got Julian Lennon. He flew out to New York and did the thing with Julian. Julian is one of my heroes, and and Dennis is another one of my heroes. To get them both together is pretty amazing. What did, 
I'm curious since you, since you got him going on this project, what did you see Dennis bring out artistically creating this album? And maybe was there anything? This is maybe a yes or no, but but was was there anything that was unexpected in in Dennis's writing and performing and arranging that you saw in the studio with him? Well, he's a perfectionist. Yeah, I thought I was until I saw Dennis. Uh, <laughs> and that's why his stuff sounds so darn good. Um, he never uh, he never accepts anything that isn't 100% or 150%. But the thing that uh, I liked about writing with Dennis is he brought the best out of me, too. And any of us can get lazy and use something cliche or patches to get the song done. And he would say, Jim, you can do better than that. You're better than that. And he would push me. And we wrote a song called Run for the Roses, which you'll hear on the new album when it comes out. And I came up with the music, and I thought I had the lyrics, and then he just knocked the, the walls down with his lyrics on the verses. So we're pushing each other, and that's, I think, the sign of a good collaboration. Listening to your voice on Empty Arena, uh, it, if, if I didn't know any better, I probably would have thought you're about 40 years old. And I'm not just saying that. I w- there was part of me that heard that, and I'm, and I'm thinking, is this really Jim Peter? Yep, that's your voice. It's held up really well over a half century's worth, and if... Anyone looks up old Survivor clips or Ides of March clips, etc., if there's a thread they're going to notice, it's your energy. It, the, it seems like you are always having fun. Is that is that whatever enthusiasm, excitement, is that part of what keeps your voice sounding so good after so long? Uh, absolutely. And, and I never really got into bad habits, Luke. You know, we're on the road and you know, all the bands around me, uh, we're partying their butts off and, and loving the moment. I said, well, I'm going to take my guitar to my hotel room and I'm going to write the next Survivor album or co-write, you know? And I never fell into the party thing. I've been married for 47 years. Um, and I'm not saying I'm a saint because I, I like my occasional martini. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, um, you know, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still rocking uh, because I have a lot of faith in, in myself and the people around me and I, and I know how blessed I am how lucky I am to have made a living doing what I love making music and making some good music right now empty arena is a song folks should absolutely listen to right now on all the usual sources go online find it help out the music cares foundation and we're also looking ahead to 26 east volume one and seeing all your co-writes on that as well Jim Peterick Thank you for taking a few minutes to talk to us today. Stay safe, and we're looking forward to more uh, music and artistic projects coming from you down the road. Luke, thanks for having me on. Thanks for your passion, obvious passion for music, and uh, keep rocking. That is a really good song. Like I said, Empty Arena. you want to listen to it, as he said, on a whole lot of platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Lyric video is on YouTube. Make sure you listen to it. If you download it, funds will go to the Music Cares Foundation, which will help out artists who really do need the assistance, especially nowadays at the time of this recording of this edition of Got Time for a Quick Story in the midst of this pandemic and a lot of artists being unable to go out and make a living performing live. You can help by downloading and listening to however you listen to it, especially through through like the likes of Spotify, et cetera, 
empty arena. You can learn more about Jim Peterick, by the way, at his website, jimpeterick.com. It's spelled P-E-T-E-R-I-K, P-E-T-E-R-I-K, jimpeterick.com. Also, he's on social media. Follow him on Facebook, etc., to learn more about what he's doing. Of course, that new Dennis DeYoung album, 26 East, Volume 1, comes out on May 22nd. It's been pushed back to that date. Hopefully, there will be no more delays. We'll be in a better position in our in our country here in the United States. We can get that album out and uh, hear Jim Peterick's contributions to that new Dennis DeYoung album. This has been the latest edition of Got Time for a Quick Story. Thanks, as always, to my employer, Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio, and also our sister station, 92.9 X employees Scorch, using uh, the facilities of both stations to make this interview happen. You can listen to other interviews like this one at the Greatest Hits 98.1 website at greatesthits981.com. Click on interviews. Also listen to Scorch's podcast. My coworker who's helped set up this interview, Scorch's Sloppy Seconds. You can find that on an app near you. You can also subscribe to this podcast on an app near you via Apple, Android. Also go through Spotify. You can go through TuneIn. You can go through Stitcher. Got time for a quick story? I'm Luke Anthony.